Welcome back to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Marquez. Hi, I'm Marquez. My pronouns are he, him. I can be found on Twitter at Marquez the GM. I am playing Johnny5, also he, him. Brandon. Hi, everybody. I'm Brandon O'Brien. My pronouns are he, him, or they, them. I will be playing Gentaro Kisaragi, whose pronouns are also he, him, or they, them. You can find me on Twitter at The Rising Tides. Hi, I'm Ray. My pronouns are he, him. And today I'll be playing Mickey Mouse, whose pronouns are also he, him. You can find me on Twitter at Dark Dragons Inn. You can also find me playing the character of Rasmataz in the super queer actual play podcast, The Talent Agency, who are Phantom Arts Ent on Twitter. And you can also find me behind the Voices at Twitter account for Voices at Play. And I'm Algie. My pronouns are any pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at 11 thirds or on Tumblr at equals 11 thirds. And I'll be your host and game master. Today, we'll be playing Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined by Riley Hopkins of Linksmith Games, a Powered by the Apocalypse tabletop RPG about our connections with other people, the power we draw from those connections, and traveling to different worlds. So without further delay, let's get back into it. As we arrive, uh, I am going to put away my Keyblade. Uh, is Johnny Five just going to rush in to try and find a movie theater? Yeah. Is it, uh, not just any movie theater. <laughs> well, uh, I, I feel like maybe you should leave on the uh, lead on the deep dive okay. here, seeing as that was your suggestion. Yeah, anyway, no, so. yeah, I will. Go ahead. I will. Uh, antics is really the... <laughs> The proper term for what Johnny Five is doing, like a classic of Short Circuit, is uh, Johnny Five just interacting with people. And so he's going to just like, you know, go around like maybe he comes across people uh, sniffing flowers and and just goes, oh, nasal input and (laughs) magnolias. Does Johnny Five have a nose? No, but he will like <laughs> look at people sniffing flowers and say nasal input to them, <laughs> like, and so uh, yeah, I mean, he's gonna look to see. Uh, I've just taken everything because he's a massive input machine to try to uh, determine uh, what's going on in this town, which is fantastic because this is. You have gone to the center of the film festival, in the middle of the film festival, when it is in, like, high high swing or whatever. <laughs> Full swing, that's the term. Give us a deep dive, Marquez. I will. Hopefully, it'll be fine. Roll <laughs> I realize that I probably should have rolled this, because I have, like, plus two in hearts. <laughs> but whatever. It's well, it's mastery for deep dive. Oh, no, it's hard. No, it's not. Oh, well, I also yeah, have hot. a plus two in hearts, so. <laughs> oh, sweet. Johnny Five. Nice. Johnny Five is is a good-hearted boy, good-hearted robot. <laughs> That's a lemon. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Well. So you get to ask three questions. Okay, I will do this thing. Um. Okay. Uh. I'm gonna say what here is not as it seems. 
Uh, and you can answer these when you've uh, in the order that you want. Uh, what here? What was done here recently? And well, would you want to ask these questions after each answer? Because oh, yes. then the answer that you get might want to might change what you want to ask. Fair. Yeah, let's just do what here is not as it seems. Okay. Um, hmm. I think that what's not as it seems is among the crowds here, and there are. It's a large crowd here. Um, there are people lining up and stuff, but you see a group of people um, dressed as regular theater goers. But um, I think you would recognize them because you've been to this world before. You recognize them as several people from Vile um, who are pretending to be in line to see a film. Mime Bomb actually walks up and joins them. <laughs> can I? Can I just point, uh, ask? They're dressed as regular theater goers. Does that mean they're dressed like gondoliers and mafiosos, like we are? <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> just like regular people. <laughs> hey, Dang it. our disguise is flawless. The- our disguises are flawless. So, I mean, mime bomb is still dressed like a mime. <laughs> Maybe that's why mime bomb didn't recognize you because you look nothing like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that's that must be <laughs> yeah, it. That's gotta yeah. be it. <laughs> We're just friends of Carmen San Diego. Up until that moment, I had forgotten that I was in disguise, so... Yeah, actually, I'm thinking of, like, these these vile people are just wearing their their thieving outfits, but they're also wearing, like, jackets and jeans on top. Uh, Okay, um... That's good. Um, What is the biggest threat here? If if it's just... I mean, aside from... Yeah. Who, Who of them? Whomst of them? Whomst of them? Yes. Like, of the ones who are... Yes. Well, it doesn't even necessarily need to be them if they're not the yeah, biggest threat. Yeah, they're not the biggest threat, but... Ooh, I know what the biggest threat is here. Okay. I think you see, actually, a line of people um, who are in line to see a movie, and they are in line for the Sala d'Arcina, um, which is one of the theaters here in the main theater place um and the sign says they're going to see the first premiere of hollywood the movie that we were told about and it's starting in half an hour what here could i use to do an emergency exit of the theater (laughs) what here could i use to disrupt this performance can i light a fire is that what is the best way out of this situation Oh no, I'm just using what here could I use to blank disrupt the screening or like or like disrupt them in line? Like is there like a uh, I'm thinking more of lines of like uh uh I I want to do an antic. <laughs> you want to do it. Okay. Um <laughs> what here could you, I use to cause chaos? Give me just a second. I want to look up what the Palazzo Palazzo, palazzo del cinema looks like it's a real place um in a real film festival this is also a real lost film but uh, it has not been found <laughs> i made that up <clears throat> oh this looks pretty sorry it is very pretty hmm there's lots of people in line hmm i could just do a bit Johnny Five can do a bit, right? He's got bits. Yeah, um... Hmm. I mean, I think there's probably... 
there's probably like security guards around um and people directing people to the next um to to where they're supposed to go um hmm what could you use there's probably some kind of fire alarm <laughs> yeah there's probably some kind of fire alarm Okay, I, I I will keep that. I'm not going to use it now, but I'm going to keep that in in my yeah. Pocket. I mean, uh, I I feel a little bit like if you wanted to cause a panic here, your own robot body might. Do yeah, I'm it. in disguise right now. No one can see me. It's fine. I can pull off my dis. If I pull off my disguise, I think that w- that could also do something. But I'll, we'll put that Marquez. in. Right? Yeah. The question is, does Johnny Five share the information about the Vile members with the others? Because uh, I know you've rushed off to do your shenanigans, but we're all, like, uh, comlinked, right? Uh, yes, we are. So I'll say uh, that they have that, uh, there are Vile members here. Um, I'll, I'll relay that information to you. Johnny Five's not a, not, not a secret keeper. Uh, and what do they look like they're doing? Looks like they're going into a theater to see a movie. Regu- is that where they're showing Hollywood? Regular Joes. Yes, Hollywood is being shown here. The show starts in 30 minutes. Are they are they queuing up for Hollywood or are they queuing up for a different film? Um, I think the vile people are not actually queuing up at all. They're not in line for anything. They're just standing there. Okay, so they're just here. Okay, so they're just here. Okay, cool. Uh, they seem to be just standing here. Huh. Is, do you see my mom? He's like the, the white and black painted face guy. <laughs> I have plenty of input, Mickey Mouse. Please do not insult me. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just, you know, I don't know if you remembered him. You didn't spend a lot of time with him. And, well, we had a... Special bond. I did fall in the sand not five minutes ago because of him, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Well, uh, you see him? Yes, he is here. Perfect. Uh, and then I am going to wander in, and similarly to Johnny Five's approach, we get a close up of Mickey Mouse. Like, we, we get one of those scenes where the camera is following the person walking down the corridor, but it's facing them. But obviously Mickey Mouse is like two foot tall, so he's looking up at everyone, or I'm looking up at everyone, and like, Hello, sir! Hi, ma'am! I hope you're having a great day! <laughs> Completely in uh, disguise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just being friendly, and people... I'm saying this sort of vaguely at knee height, so the close-up is of Mickey's in perfect clarity, and then there are just blurred legs walking past him occasionally. And he's like, Well, people sure are friendly here! Um... And I'm going to make my way to find Mine Bomb. What is he doing when I find him? Is he... Um, I mean, he's with the other vile people. He's, like, miming to them. Let me think, because I don't... Do they look like they're paying attention to him? <laughs> kind of? Um, hmm... <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, since you guys have met Vile before, uh, Le Chev, El Topo, and Paperstar are standing there with Mime Bomb, watching him mime things, trying to figure out what he's saying to them. <clears throat> uh, hey, Kentaro, I need a distraction. What kind of distraction? Anything that's going to get those guys to stop paying attention to good old MB. Um, cool. 
Um, because this also gave me another idea of a thing that I wanted to do in this moment as well. I'm going to take out another food droid. Um, which looked like a small box of chicken nuggets. But when I open it, four of the nuggets legit start spinning out and flying away. Um, two of, two of them are going to aim for Leshev and El Topo, hit them square in the face and just fly off. And the other two are looking for the Hollywood reel. Uh, I... That sounds like a strike to subdue? Is it? Unless you're trying to do harm with these chicken nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if, uh, like... Because I'm trying to lure everybody to that. I'm trying to make them imagine that that's a threat and follow that. And I'm trying to imagine if that's an interfere or a strike to subdue. Because you want to change location? Hmm. Right, yes. Force a change of location, yes. Yeah. So that is a strike to subdue. It could be a push through. No, it's probably not push through. It's probably not push through. It could technically, you could consider it to just be cast magic. Ooh. Is it? Hmm. Hmm. Like a ve- you could treat it like cast magic because there isn't really any moves that specifically are around what you're trying to do, and so you're using, to my mind, like when it says when you cast when you use magic in any meaningful way, as you're a character that doesn't use magic necessarily, I would argue that this is your equivalent of magic, um, and if you are not specifically doing it to do something like interfere or strike to subdue, because you're not trying to knock them out, you're trying to do something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gentaro is sort of a character who uses magic. You use cosmic energy. Is that in the food droids? I can't remember. Um, yes, the food droids run on cosmic energy. Okay, so we can call this magic. Fair enough. So it's straight 2d6 plus 0. Okay. I didn't clear first, but I think I got 7. So that's cast magic. Describe your magic and pick one. So... I guess that's uh, create an illusion, which is um, when it hits um, El Topo and Lechev, like square on the nose at high speed, um, that, uh, like in that small area within them, their eyes start making a projection of Carmen running uh, up. A nearby aisle, not the same aisle that they're standing in, but an aisle like a couple of, like one, like row of seats away from them, running from the uh, projector screen of the theater uh, and out the exit. So, whilst uh, Gintaro has distracted these two, um, depending on what they do, Mickey, uh, I rather, am going to. Get as close to this group as I can, but away, sort of around a corner, and I'm going to sneakily lean past it, uh, around it, and just be like, Psst! Hey, MB! <laughs> uh, and I'm going to try and convince somebody to come over. Um, okay, so two of the food droids hit Lishev and El Topo, and both of them look around, think they see Carmen, and start running. Paper Star and Mime Bomb are still there, so I think Paper Star looks around, does not see the illusion of Carmen, and um, takes out one of her pieces of paper and starts folding it and looking around. Um, meanwhile, Mickey is 
going after Mind Bomb, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get him to come over to me, um, slight, uh, just out of sight. Uh, okay. Which is convince somebody. Well, that's my intent, unless he just comes over because he's curious. Um, but that's your call. No, I think that's to convince somebody. All right, cool. I think. Yeah, he's in the process of trying to tell them something, and then I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, you! Uh, that's a twelve. Nice. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I'm like, hey, idiot, over here. Uh, <laughs> no, he's like, hey, MB. Okay. Uh, so my mom like sees his two colleagues running off and he just kind of waves at them goodbye and then marches over to where you are. <laughs> yeah. And then as my bomb gets close and he has me in eyesight, I'm going to look from side to side, make sure no one else is looking and I'm going to put my hand up to my hat and lift it about two inches off my head and give him a big wink. Because the moment I take the hat off, oh, it's Mickey Mouse, of course. Because <laughs> that was that obvious. <laughs> yeah. He takes the hat off and he's like, hey, MB. It's me! All my hard work. And then... (laughs) uh, And then uh, he's going to put the hat back on and he's going to gangster lean backwards, fold his arms uh, and lean against the wall, lower the cap over his eyes and... (laughs) What's going on, MB? Why'd you run? Okay, let me think. What's my mom going to do here? I think when you take the hat off, he like taps his nose and points at you to be like, yeah, I got it. It's you. Um, and then he hmm, he does this exaggerated lean over and also crosses his arms. And is um, he's hmm. doing the exact same lean, but against nothing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you asked him what he's doing. Uh, I was like, what, what's going on here? Why did you run? Hmm. Yeah, I think that he like um he also mimes taking a hat off and then puts his hands out to the side to show like a large hat and then he mimes like flipping up a coat collar and and um then mimes little walking feet. Oh, you're talking about Carmen, huh? She's she's a pretty neat gal. Hmm. So what brings you here today, huh? The question like I think like cuz Mickey still has a light link with Mind bomb, and I think his perception of mind bomb is that mind bomb's just fallen in with the wrong crowd. Like, I mean, yeah. Mickey is friends with Pete, but Pete's pretty bad. But he could he could be helped. Like, you know, you could you could get him to you could get him to leave the duck behind if you just only if you could only convince him that you know, show him to see things your way. So Mickey here is, Mickey knows exactly why Mind Bomb is here. Yeah. But he's kind of trying to lead him in the direction of, well, you know, uh, he's, I think he's simultaneously perhaps trying to get information out of him, but also plant the idea in his head that maybe he can just help us out. Okay. Um, but well, we'll see how that interaction turns yeah. out. Like, because we haven't gotten to the point where I can convince him because we haven't even started. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's just like, so uh, what? What brought you here? I think my mom like puts his hands behind his back and pretends to whistle, like da 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 da, and then shrugs. Um, well, we're here to see. Uh, there's this real neat movie. It's uh, it's called Hollywood. You 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 heard of it? Hmm. My mom just shrugs and then and then. Does he holds up like a hand, like an old movie camera, pretending to like crank film, and he's like, "Uh, 
yeah, he does that and then points to the general um, festival and the, ah, the big movie theater place. You're just here to see a bunch of movies, huh? You're a real old uh, cinemaphile? Taps his nose and points at you, so yeah. <sighs> MB, it's me. And then he lifts his hat again. Remember? <laughs> Come on, I know you better than this. What's really going on here? And uh, I am... I think at this point I'm going to try and convince somebody uh, once more. Unless I have a better move. Uh, let's have a quick look. Unless I have an individual move. Um, that's attacking. Yeah, and... I think... No, I don't... Yeah, it would just be convince somebody in this instance. Okay, um, I think it's convince somebody, yeah. Go yeah. ahead and roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, MB. We go way back. Um, let's let's see. Two, six plus two, so it's an eight. Uh, yeah, I think I don't have any other way to improve that. So that's an eight, which is on. They'll do it, but need some clear assurance of or evidence. Uh, so they'll tell me. Is it like he'll tell me what I want to know? But he needs some kind of assurance from me. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think uh, he once again mimes Carmen's hat and coat, uh, and then puts on a worried face and frowns at you. Ah, I see. You're you're concerned about Carmen, huh? Well, look, she just the way I see it, she just wants to make sure nobody gets hurt. You don't want anybody to get hurt, right? <laughs> does Vile? Oh, no. Does, does Mime Bomb want people to get hurt? Oh, no. Sorry, I'm just I mean, like he might. He, oh boy! I know this is such a difficult. Oh no, this might be a a link change for Mickey Mouse. Mind bomb doesn't care who lives or dies. If 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 mind bomb's like looking at him and looking perplexed at that question, because again, I don't know what mind bomb's link is with Mickey. Um, yeah, but I know that like mickey sees him or mind bomb's your best friend you're not mind bomb's best friend yeah well that's exactly it like i know mickey sees him as a friend who can be brought back from the path that he's on mm. uh whether i don't know how mind bomb sees mickey that's not really relevant to mickey's stance um i think i'm just trying to think what assurance because again mickey hasn't really offered him any assurance he's still just sort of swaying so he's like look if you're concerned about carmen I hmm. evidence or a shot. I could kill her for you, my bomb. <laughs> Whoa! No, no. Because I want to. I want to think of something I that think Mickey. You're would just trying offer. to get information from my bomb, or you're trying to turn him to the light. I'm just trying to get him to talk, but like, it, like he's still. Ha I still have to offer him something. Unless... I think what you've offered him is going to be enough to get information from him. So here's what my bomb does. He holds up one finger, and then he tugs on his ear. First word. No, he tugs on his ear. Come on, you play curates. <laughs> mime bomb! I speak mime! Come on! The idea of their, their connection was that Mickey speaks mime. So, like, whatever... Because, again, fr from the history of being a, a, a star of soundless film, um, the idea was that he would simply be able to communicate in mime backwards and forwards. It's like its own language. Um, I think he mimes to you something that you recognize meaning vile. Because you've you met on Vile Island, you know that. Um, and then he makes a heart with his hands and holds it up to his chest and then crumples it and then holds his fingers out like an explosion. Which I think to you would mean heartless, maybe a lot of heartless. Um, 
And then he mimes counting money and shrugs. Oh, MB. I really wish you hadn't said that. Uh, because I am going to have to remove this person from the equation. Do you want to change your link with Mime Bomb? I don't. I still okay. think he's savable. <laughs> you fool. But he's only <laughs> going to be savable if he's not allowed to follow the course of action that he wants to take. I want to ask an immediate I want to ask an immediate question while this is happening. Um which is um where I am because I haven't moved. Um can I see Paper Star and can Paper Star see me? You can see Paper Star. I think throughout most of this conversation, Paper Star is looking around to try to figure out what happened to El, uh, El Topo and Lechev. And around, I think at the moment when Mickey Mouse decides he has to take Mime Bomb out of the equation, Paper Star looks over and does see you, Gentaro. Uh His disguise is flawless. Excuse you. <laughs> Yeah, he does see you, but you just look like some guy in a suit. He looks like an, a, a Venetian citizen. Okay, okay, alright. You see Paper Star, uh, you just see Paper Star, she has seen you, but thinks you're just some bystander who's watching her. Which, to be fair, Paper Star is an individual who would attack someone who looked at her incorrectly. Yes, she definitely would. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mickey's just, I wish you hadn't said that, and he's just gonna summon his Keyblade and try and thwack Mime Bomb on the back of the head. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna use one of those moves that, like, let him teleport and then just be behind him and be like, BONK! Okay, is that gonna be a strike to subdue or with intent? Uh, it's strike to subdue. I'm not trying to hurt him, but I am trying to knock him the heck out. Um... Uh, <laughs> So uh, I'm hoping that Gentaro can see what I'm doing because this is probably going to go wrong and I may need some assistance. Yeah, I think you're close enough to where Paper Star was that Gentaro can see you and Paper Star. And what? And, I, and I'm probably looking at them too. Yeah, Johnny Five is also watching. Like, wow. <gasps> Uh, well. That's a nine. I do not. Well, that's a nine. But if Gentaro helps, it will be a ten. I I think actually, you know what? Just leave it with a seven to nine. You've got your own situation to deal with there. Um, I am going to. Would you like to take his consciousness from him? No. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> uh, I'm going to force a change of location and say that um, the strike is like a teleport strike. And basically, when I bash him on the back of the head, uh, we end up outside of the building we're in. He's still conscious, but he's no longer in the room. <laughs> and neither am I. Okay, that's good, because Paper Star definitely saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Which I immediately respond to by, like, sliding in between Paper Star and Mickey just before Mickey disappears. And, like, I'm... I'm already cracking my knuckles and going, what are you doing here? The sky's flawless. <laughs> the sky's flawless, but she did just see somebody hit No, no, I, I, meant, I, meant, he... I meant he's coming in, pretending like... Like she should know who he <laughs> <Yes>. is. <laughs> and this whole time I'm like, yeah, obviously she knows it's me. <laughs> I haven't yet figured out that she really can't tell who I am. The disguise is too good. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that um, when she sees Mickey and Mime Bomb disappear, she's definitely going to throw one of her paper stars um, in that direction. Uh, but Mickey's no longer there, and now Gentaro is there. I 
<laughs> Gentaro, what do you do? What do I need to do if I want to, like, like, forget, catch this in the air? Um, Defend from harm. Yeah. Cool. Roll with light. Wow. Um, so this is the part where I correct myself because I thought that my light was plus two. It's actually plus three. It's still the highest stat, but still. So does that mean yeah. I add plus three plus one or is it? Uh, I think, no, that's only for making links. Okay, cool. You have really high light. Wow. Yeah, that's the highest you can have any stat. Yeah. And I roll. Five plus three. Eight, okay. On a seven to nine, it costs you, expose yourself to danger, or the GM makes a move. How are you stopping this flying razor sharp paper star? Um, I'm going to do it the way Kamen Riders usually do it. Which is, yes. I'm already, like, about to henshin. And the moment the uh, paper stars about to literally close in on my forehead and kill me, um, my transformation finishes and the, like, blowback of the transformation sends it back to her. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Expose yourself to danger. Okay, so did you just transform into Common Rider Forza? Yes. Yes. So now the disguise is gone. It's clearly up. Oh, the disguise is gone, and Paper Star definitely knows who you are now. Yes, the disguise is gone, and now I've been replaced with. I mean, it might come back when you detransform, but at the moment, Paper Star knows who you are. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I look like uh, a shiny. Uh, white with black accents, uh, like spandex superhero with uh, a literal rocket for a head. Um, yeah, it looks rad. Have you? I need to know, Mar- Marquez and Ray. Have you seen I pictures at least of Common Rider Forza? Oh yes, I, I have seen pictures. <laughs> because this has just appeared in the middle of the film festival. Johnny Five wants to do something. Can Johnny Five? Um, so- where's Johnny Five? Is Johnny Five still outside? No. Johnny Five's in there with you. Yeah. I, I want to do something to distract. After this resolve, I would like to do something to distract uh, Lashev and uh, El Topo. Okay. Um, so I think what happens is uh, Paper Star does, does not get hit with her own star, uh, but does see you. You don't get hit either, but she does see you. Um, she recognizes you immediately, and she pulls out several pieces of paper from her holsters of paper which is just wild she has holsters with paper in them but um nice yeah so and is capable of turning one sheet of paper into uh shuriken with just two fingers she could she could turn she could turn paper into something strong uh, sharp enough to cut through glass so (laughs) does she cut stone in an episode yes it's crazy it's wild she does a lot with just paper Mm Um, and she goes, Gintaro, it's been a while. Oh, no. Um, okay, Johnny Five, what do you want to do? Because you were going to do something. Yes, uh, so there are two other members of Vile here. Uh, Lashev and El Topo. Yes, and they both kind of ran off somewhere after getting hit with chicken nuggets. Yep. Uh. Which is great, because I don't have to voice them. So, like, they're gone for the most part. 
they're out of the room. It's not so much a room as it is like a large semi-enclosed. I assumed it was like a corridor between the theaters, the like the different theaters. Yeah, it's it's like the lobby, right? Yeah, it's it's a big lobby. I think it it's partially like outdoors, but it is enclosed, like big open space. You know, so people wait to see movies. I, well, I would say that uh, my friend is in danger. Um, from uh, Paper Star. So I would like to roll to Limit Break uh, for Gentaru. And I get a plus one to that because of my move. Help! Nope, wrong one. My move, look out. They're very similar moves. Uh, and look out when a friend is in danger, you get a plus one for it to Limit Break with them. So I'm gonna kind of roll up uh behind uh behind paper star and just go well what do we got here pilgrim in my best john wayne impression <laughs> <laughs> because that's if that's johnny five uh oh that is johnny five <laughs> uh so i just get a plus one uh because my light is zero hey that's an 11 oh, wow. or 12 uh, so they get a plus one forward on uh, their next okay, roll. Okay, so that means that on so I basically on your next mm-hmm, on Gentaro's next that roll it- that they get a plus one. So I just go okay, yeah, and I uh, you know kind of do like a salute to Gentaru, uh and basically letting him know that Johnny Five's got his back uh, if push comes to shove. Johnny Five's a cool dude. Indeed. Like, I legit give you a thumbs up. Johnny Five ge- tries to give you a thumbs up and realizes that he can't. <laughs> he has no thumbs. He's just got three little claws. And I'm immediately going to respond to that. Um, I think I am at this moment. I'm trying to, f- I know I'm going to strike, but I'm trying to figure out whether I strike it with intent or strike to subdue. So I'm going to just describe what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Which is, um, I'm going to immediately change into, um, fire states, which for everybody around looks like my suit has suddenly turned red and I have, like, a giant fire hose in my hand now all of a sudden. <laughs> Can I just ask for a moment? Has any of this caused alarm to the regular pay, <laughs> like the regular cinema goers yet? Yes. Yes, it has. <laughs> Scampering wildly all about. I mean, paper, as they do. Yeah. I mean, the one thing Paper Star is wondering is why this random Venetian citizen is helping Common uh, <laughs> <laughs> or This random, very cool Venetian citizen. Yeah, why this gondolier <laughs> guy is helping out. Mm-hmm. He's a normal um, human. And I'm immediately, because, I mean, we've fought before, so I'm going to apply some modic. You have a dark link with her, right? Yes. So I'm going to apply some modicum of common sense and assume that if I get all of these sheets of paper wet, she can't fight me. But I think I'm also trying to either, um, like, pin her to the ground with a large uh, glass of water or blow her all the way out of the lobby. So I'm trying to figure whether I'm striking with intent or striking to subdue. That's definitely subdue. Yes, because you want to take something from her, definitely, and then you want to force a change your... Also, you're not trying to kill her, really, so... <laughs> nope. Yeah, I don't think getting blasted with a water hose would kill her. 
No. Of course not. definitely subdue. Right. So that's um, 2d6. I don't need to... This is mastery, which is zero. And plus one, so nine. Doesn't change the outcome, but... So you choose one from strike with subdue. Um, so I'm going to take all of her paper from her. They're all just like wet it masses gets, yeah. of pulp now. It gets wet. Yeah, he's he's the paper in her hands melts like you know how paper does, especially origami paper. Um, it like gets all wet and soggy and starts sticking to her hands. He like shakes her hands to try and get the globs of paper off. Um. Like, I'm literally imagining that the, the, the uh, pressure of the water is literally, like, tearing the ones in her hand into, like, little shreds. Yes, she has shreds of wet paper stuck to her hands now. It's great. Uh, Johnny Five's just gonna go, ha, bad human, and, which is a gondolier saying this, uh, but I would like to just say I want to make a dark link with uh, Paper Star. Yes, do this. I, I do not like Paper Star. She attacked my best, my very best friend. <laughs> Hilariously, Johnny Five is terrible at making Darklings. <laughs> He's a friend. He's a friend to He's all. good at friendship. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> Oof, doof. <laughs> He's real bad at it. All right. Um, oh, I mark two experience. Hmm. I mark two experience because that's my lowest stat too. <laughs> um, yeah, it's your lowest stat. I mean, you could spend the link. Maybe I don't know. What did you uh, roll? There? I could. Uh, no. Yeah, you can spend the link to give yourself advantage. No, it's a right? two and a three. I don't know if you're gonna. If I could, I would have to roll pretty roll high. Better. Yeah. Never mind. I would have to roll like a complete six on the. No, on a... Roll four to six would still get you. Like, it's a 50-50 chance of improving yeah, it, because um, you just replace the two. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna... Okay, um... So I've marked two experience, putting me at four. You failed the roll to make a dark link with Paper Star, um, so I think that you see how Paper Star is treating your very, very good friend Gentaro, and you decide that you never want to be someone like her, even though she can make cool paper things. Um, and that's a heart link, I think, because <laughs> that's introspection. Yeah. I'd never want to be like her. She's mean to her friends. Or not her friends. She's, she's just mean. mean. And she's mean to her friends, too. She's mean to everybody. Maybe the heart link is representative of the fact that you're starting to understand what enemies are. Oh, man. Oh, input, <laughs> input, input. Oh, 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 shucks, man. Oh, you're getting input on bad people. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is just like Short Circuit 2. Johnny Five's yes, eyes uh, turn red. This is exactly like Short Circuit 2. <laughs> Johnny's eyes are going to turn red. Like, oh my god. Um, but Johnny's you were learning terrifying. this. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess with Johnny Five. But, yes. But that was a failure, so I get to make a move. So I think Paper Star looks around, and this is a film festival. He sees a bunch of brochures and runs <gasps> over towards them. Oh no. Oh no. Um, I guess I'm subduing again. Okay. Um, or interfering, I don't know. Hmm. What is it you're trying to do here? Hmm. I don't want, in fact, yes, it's probably an interfere. I don't want to have to ruin everything else that's going on in this um, theater because I'm already making a big mess as it is. There are now puddles of water everywhere. I probably blew a nearby door if it's hinges with just the water pressure. So I don't want to actually damage the brochures. I just want to move Paper Star 
as far away from anything that he can use to fight with as possible. Security, you are doing a really bad job here. Just throwing it out there. Well, there's a lot of people. It's a big festival. They're not... They're trying to get people out of there, but it's not going well. Like, they, they aren't sure who's doing what. Like, there's this weirdo with paper, and then there's some weirdo with a costume and a hose, you know. That's fair. That's, if that's I was a... at a festival, I would be uh, very confused. The only thing normal about this is that man who's a gondolier. So that's 2d6 minus 1. Hold on. So that's 10? Nice. Yes. Um, on interfere, you get to... You, no, they don't do it. So she does not get to the paper. You, like, grab her, or...? Um, in fact, yes. That's what I do. I, um... Like, I, as she's running, I just uh, spray just a little bit of water just in front of her so she slides all the way to a nearby wall, and then I grab her as she's getting back up. Um, I would uh, like to uh, help and strike to subdue her. I want uh, Johnny Five to uh, just be like, an enemy of Gentaro is an enemy of mine! And I would like to strike to subdue Uh and I get to roll. Uh, I chose a move uh, in one of my advancements in the past of I know myself. When you strike to subdue, roll with heart. So I get to roll with heart instead. Oh, that's good. What are you hitting her I with? I definitely should have considered that because that would have <laughs> made Mickey a power bomb. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm kind of just like, uh, like socking her in the stomach. With your little, just... your little three finger hands. Yes. Yes. Okay. Roll, so let's roll. see. Roll with heart. Johnny Five's got a lot of heart. I should have cleared that, but that's a nine. Okay. I'm gonna de-escalate the situation. So nine total. Uh, and so on a seven to nine, I choose one. I'm gonna de-escalate the situation. Okay. How are you de-escalating this? Yep. I am going to. Uh, actually, I'm going to grab her, uh, with Gentaro, and I'm going to throw her into the fire alarm that, uh, I mentioned early, or found out about earlier, uh, which will set off the sprinkle, sprinklers, which will make all of the programs wet. So, there is no paper for her to grab, but did you just say you threw her through the... Yes. <laughs> I did a cool thing where I hit someone... Listen, it happens in fiction. You hit someone against a... Uh, you throw someone against, like, a, an alarm, and then the alarm goes off. It's not yeah. scientific. It's just storyline. Or, like, yeah. I throw her, and she accidentally, for to get purchase, like like puts her hand on the fire alarm and accidentally pulls it and <laughs> sets off the sprinklers. Yes. Okay. Is that really de-escalation though? Well, it de-escalates her. It doesn't de-escalate. <laughs> I mean, a situation can't be escalated if someone's knocked out cold. Is she, did she get knocked unconscious while hitting the fire? No. I think she just you could you could only reasonably get like one thing here. Yeah. I think I think she I think she just, I think she's going to realize probably that everything is wet. Everything is wet. And she's not she going to find wet. any paper here. She's wearing all this multicolored makeup and it's running down her face. Everything is wet. <laughs> yes. 
Um, hmm. Okay. I think he looks around at everything being wet, and I think the crowds now have gotten rained on. Not rained on, you know. They they got sprinklered on. Um, and that kind of calmed... I mean, it didn't make people happy, but it calmed people down enough that they could uh, start filing out of here. And she looks around and she goes, I think that's my cue, and runs out the door. Um... <laughs> Because there's nothing here that he can fight with anymore. Um, so all the vile operatives in this room are now out of this room. Mickey? Oh, what do you do? I really actually do want to subdue her. Okay. Yeah, I want to interfere from her leaving. Um, so one of... Take her uh, foot out. Um, one of Fawzi's many, many abilities is that he has, like... Um, he has the ability to like summon like a winch that he like just throws um metal wire around somebody to hold them. Oh, okay. I was worried for a second you were gonna use electric force. <laughs> can can I interrupt for a second? Um the reason so I'm interrupting I here I don't think you can make another move. Because really? based okay. on powered by the apocalypse type stuff, I would say she is leaving is a hard move from the GM. That in in my opinion, yeah, she she can't even continue to fight. We they we there's been like three roles to achieve the same thing, and none of them have been completely successful. We can't continue to do it until it is. And also, the GM has said she is now going. She is gone. Yeah, she she does not want to continue this fight. Um, she's got nothing. Like she 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 leaves and therefore has left. Like I don't yeah. think we can continue to flog that horse. Fair enough. Okay. Um, real quick, I want to go over to Mickey and Mime Bomb. Um, although I guess, I guess possibly we could figure out what what uh, Johnny Five and Gintaro are doing, since now the vile operatives are gone. All the people who are going to go see this film are gone. Um, you know what? I think somebody comes out and actually like announces that the film's time is changing and changes the thing on the sign to be like later on so you've bought yourself a little bit of time nice i high five i high five jintaro <laughs> high three i high three jintaro <laughs> i tried to do the handshake i tried to do the handshake i actually humor you and like we get as far as as far as possible through the handshake as your hands can do and i treat that as well enough um and I think I'll immediately respond to that. Like, I'm frustrated that I couldn't stop Paper Star and actually talk to her. But I just, like, uh, mention on the uh, comms that I'm going into the projector room to see if I can find uh, the copy of Hollywood. Okay. And Mickey's on the comms, too. And I think Mickey hears that, which will segue us into Mickey's bit. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I think um, as we bamf into where where do we appear because i'm not concerned about positioning us where is it interesting for us to be positioned we went outside the building but is there anywhere that you th i i did i didn't say oh we're here so is there anywhere you would like us to specifically be outside the building that you think would be interesting hmm. either in terms of leading the story forwards or putting us in a position where you could play more hard moves yourself if not it's think. fine we could just be in a plaza but like yeah i think you're just you're just outside this is probably um the 
better for a, a few a few reasons. Uh, yeah, there's a few things I can do here. Cool. All right. So, um, and I think we might be playing it a little bit back to before this all happened. Cause yeah, because you... it would have happened like moments uh, after I clocked him, and we just. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we go back in time a little bit. Yep. Uh, as soon as we land, I imagine Mindbomb is way more disoriented than I am because obviously I anticipated we would be somewhere else, and uh, Mickey's goal, my goal here, was really to try and remove mind bomb from the equation but not necessarily to harm him so much as whatever's happening here i don't want mind bomb to be involved he's lost his way he's only here for the money like i've i've got to find a way to get through to him but conversation isn't going to do it right now so mm-hmm. what mickey what i am going to do is uh, so how many Star Wars films have you seen? And have you seen the recent ones in which Yoda fights with a lightsaber? Yoda fights with a lightsaber in a... Yeah, in, like, yeah, like the a, Anakin the, ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by, like, the the remade ones. Okay, because uh, like, I haven't seen... I haven't seen the very latest one. Oh, sure, no, no, no. I'm I talking about, like, Anakin that. Ones. Where he bounces around like a ludicrous, like, ping-pong ball. <gasps> it's... it's and you're still dressed in this suit, aren't you? Yes, uh, I am indeed. And the hat stays on perfectly. Um, so anyway, we get a scene of Mickey. Uh, he dashes away from Mindbomb and runs up the side of a nearby wall and backflips into the air. And as he's doing so, we get a close-up of his hands. And he is doing a series of very unusual hand motions. Like, he puts his hands together in the shape of a little house, and then he puts his hands together in shape of what looks kind of like a little shadow puppet dog. And then he kind of goes through the series, and then he ends, and his hands interlock, and he turns it upside down, and all of his little fingers are wiggling like he's got eight little tentacles coming out of the bottom of his hands. I thought you were doing a jutsu for a second. I am doing a jutsu! <laughs> okay! It's the octopus summoning. <laughs> oh, you're summoning the O! I am 100% summoning, and there's I a reason for it. I forgot about this move! <laughs> so, I, I need you to read this move for the listening audience. <laughs> I, I will do, uh, but before I do, I'm going to roll it first, because I want to see how successful I am in order to determine what he says as he's doing these hand motions. Oh my goodness. So, I really want to succeed. It's a 7 plus 2, which is a 9. So I get a... Okay, so what Mickey is doing right now is uh, Art of Summoning. Choose a society of animals and form any locked link with them. You need a help When you need a helping hand, roll with the corresponding stat. Um, on a 10 plus, you summon a powerful adult, which was really what I was hoping for. On a 7 to 9, you get a serviceable but scrappy youth, which I can still work with. And on a miss, you get a baby you'll have to protect. Failing to protect them negatively affects your relationship with the society. Now, my thoughts on that were Mickey carries a jar of water with him at all times. So if, uh, uh, if he ever messes up, he has the ability to take the little octopus guy and put him in a, uh, put them in a, a bottle to keep them safe with him and obviously things could still happen to that animal but he's like you know come on little guy um but anyway so i rolled a nine which means i get a serviceable but scrappy youth um and yeah i think uh as mickey flies through the air somersaulting doing these hand signals he slips slightly and he's like ah 
come to me! <laughs> and we get like a, as he's flying, <laughs> there's like a cloud explosion in front of Mickey in the air, uh, and from it, a triumphant, uh, very cartoonish almost, um, very muscular octopus falls through the air. He's wearing a little sushi chef bandana. And uh, I, as I'm falling through the air, I stick my arm out and he lands on my arm. And then I land in a three-point landing with little taco octopus on my arm. Uh, and I, I just quickly say to him, I need you to help me get this guy uh, to, to keep this guy safe, but away from harm or danger. We need to... I need you to help me subdue him. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, 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 you know, I don't know, do you want to speak as Taco here? <laughs> uh, is this an actual, like, cartoon octopus from a thing, or is this just No, a no, no, it's just, like, this is just my in imagined little octopus buddy. Yeah, um, well, a, a scrappy but serviceable youth, this is like a teenage octopus. I don't know how long octopi live. I mean, I, I see him as being about uh, a bit over a foot tall, so he's not super huge. He's large, like, he's probably slightly larger than actual octopus size, maybe. Yeah, well, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a picture of actual octopus, and, like, tall is, like, to their head, and then they have long, long tentacles, right? Yeah, see, I'm yeah. thinking of, like, the kind of uh, cartoon octopus where they just have really short but super chunky tentacles. So, like, the tentacles wrap around Mickey's arms but sort of don't really go much... Well, that's... <laughs> it's like, they're, they're not super long. He's He's got a big, chunky body, but, like, small little flimsy limbs that he could probably use to restrain something like someone's wrists together um but like as he's not an adult he couldn't then hoist him away or whatever so the okay. goal here is that uh mickey is going is trying to encourage taco to uh essentially keep M mind bomb restrained um okay um i'm trying to figure out what, what taco, taco sounds like is, does taco the octopus talk of course he does oh boy um <laughs> we've got a strong bond i'm half tempted to try to like also to try to do a voice similar to mickey mouse <laughs> not that i can do a mickey mouse voice because yeah mickey what do you need i'm gonna throw you now Hold that guy! <laughs> and that's, I'm just gonna launch him forward at the at at, at Mind Bomb's back. I think he starts to say, "Okay," and then you launch him forward. He goes, "Hey!" <laughs> yes. Oh, I love um, it. Um, do you have to see? Uh, here's the thing with art of summoning: is I, I feel like because it's uh, a move just to summon them. I feel like they should be able to achieve something without an additional roll, but that's your call as GM. Because to me, it's like if it's 10 plus and they summon a powerful adult, then obviously I feel like they just yeah, do the thing. Yeah, the adult's going to just beat somebody Whereas up. if it's a 7 to 9, they're serviceable. So they can probably achieve what you want, but they couldn't necessarily achieve something super huge. So I couldn't be like, take this guy to my secret lair and carry him away and, you know, or whatever. Um, so he can probably, again, like I say, uh, 
he could probably restrain him like arms but he's not going to be able to like pin him down and keep him in place or anything so yeah he's he's no longer i'm taking away his power to mime i think you're taking away you're stealing his voice away from him i'm stealing his abilities (laughs) no more secret (laughs) doors for you mister (laughs) okay um I think that Taku the octopus flies through the air going, <laughs> and smacks Mime Bomb in the face. And Mime nice. Bomb is now even more disoriented um, and reaches up to try to grab Taco away from his face. And oh, Taco, no, Taco, like, immediately jumps over to the hands and is just holding Mime Bomb's hands together <laughs> in front of his face. I, I think as the uh, visual, like, as maybe we get a camera from Mime Bomb's point of view where it's all dark and then we slowly see these tentacles peeling away in slow motion and then we see his hands being engulfed by octopus and then as he looks up from his octopus bound hands Mickey's just standing there with the hat off in his hand resting against his hip and he's just shaking his head and tapping his foot (laughs) (laughs) since we're seeing this from Mime Bomb's point of view I am absolutely imagining this like sepia toned uh, silent film thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and in that case, uh, Mickey is going to take the opportunity to communicate in mime. And I think, <laughs> if if you don't mind me saying so, seeing as uh, maybe if Mime Bomb is looking at him in sepia tones, he actually, anytime he looks at Mickey, he actually sees Steamboat Mickey. Um, <laughs> yes! And so Steve Steve Mickey's standing there shaking his head, tapping his foot, and then uh he's not gonna speak to him. He he bends over and does a little dance and then shakes his finger like mm uh and then maybe we just cut away from the scene back to um the other guys. Cause uh, I, I feel like even though it's purely cartoonish, Mind Bomb is now neutralized and for whatever reason can't get back into this scenario. Yeah, um, Mind Bomb is now neutralized, and I think that this is the point at which um, you hear in your earpiece Gentaro say that he's heading out to the projection room, right? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So these two fights happen simultaneously, and it's very good to me. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I think you all meet up again in the projection projection room um for the sala d'arsena which is one of the big i think it's the second largest um actually you know what let's do this uh karma joins back up with you and you hear player uh in your ear explaining this to you he says the sala d'arsena is the second largest um screening room at the film festival um wait where's my notes on that yes this is in Um, character yeah (laughs) it is he's searching his computer the Salador Santa was once known as the Pala Galileo and it's an enormous screening room Uh, it was originally built in the 1950s and renovated with updated interiors and technology in 2014 it seats over one over 14,000 over 1400 sorry over 1400 people who would all be turned into heartless if they see this film what is where do you get the what book did you get this information from, player? Well, there's a whole website. I <laughs> Uh what? The internet. What is the internet? Oh, Johnny Five. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to teach you. 
Does it have, is there, is there input, is there input on the internet? <laughs> I think like in his room in Canada, player just smiles and starts tapping up like things to send to, things to send to you because you have a receiver that doesn't just take sound, right? Yes. He's sending some stuff to you about like what the internet is. He's just typing on here. He's like, input, Johnny input, Five. so much input. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Johnny Five becomes an internet junkie. He will consume he the entire the internet. He page on where the internet came from. I just tap Johnny Five on the head and go, you're going to have a lot of fun on the internet, but maybe later. But there are so many websites. <laughs> but there are so many people right now who need your help, buddy. Let's yes, go. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, so Johnny Five has an existing mastery link with player, right? Yes. Yes. Does anyone else want to make a link with player? He's been talking to you for a little bit. Yeah, sure. I, I, I Mickey Mouse, will make a link with player. I, um, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, you sure are a friendly little fella. So, um, yeah, because we, we, we don't even... We, did we know player previously? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah, we were, player yeah. Helped, player helped Carmen get off the island, which I sure, think is what you yeah. guys did before. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to try and make a light link with player, which is uh, 2d6 plus 1. Oh, that's a 10. So uh, when I make a link and, I'll surpri- and I'm surprised with your connection with someone else, I get plus 1 forward to deep dive or defend them. Um, Are you surprised? Well, given that we had known each other previously and i didn't really feel much of a connection i think maybe i am i'm like huh you know what you're a real good kid uh and yeah i think also you are the prodigy playbook and he's a little bit of a prodigy too this might be surprising to you that's true uh i think it's also just a case of like seeing how he's treating johnny five and as much as like He's clearly always looking out for Carmen as well as it seems like everyone he's he connects with, he's in some way guiding them or helping them. And Mickey, as a fellow leader, uh, understands what that burden is like and feels a connection of kinship uh, with player. Uh, yeah. So and hey, as it turns out, player is also the best person to provide us with information. So that would be helpful in terms of deep dive. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's cool. Okay, so you get plus one forward to your next deep deep dive or defend them. I I don't know if I don't know that. Danger. Yeah, there wouldn't be a situation where I could defend player, but uh... next deep dive. Yeah, um, which might be coming up because you guys are headed towards the projection room, right? Yes, I believe so. Um, uh, well, I I'd like to think that Johnny Five and I are already there. Mickey meets us already inside. Okay. It depends on what your setup looks like or what you were thinking is there. If it makes more sense for us to be arriving together and then something happening, that's what happens. Hmm. So what what does your setup look like, Algish? I think... Yes, I know what the setup is. I think that um, Johnny Five and Gentaro do arrive first and you see someone in the projection room. Um... She's a young woman with short dark hair and glasses. She's wearing a suit and she is um standing uh at at the entrance to the projection room to the Sala Darsena, um, looking around and she looks like she's trying to figure out what's happening. 
What do you do? I walk up to her, like, immediately uh, and go, Hi there. What are you looking for? I think this screening's been pushed back. Um, she, she jumps. She's a little bit startled. She goes, oh, hello. Um, I'm, well, I'm, I'm here on, on business. I work with, uh, uh, hmm. Um, and she, she holds up a card and she says, I'm with, uh, security around here. Um, and her business card does say that she has clearance for this. It also says that her name is Julia Argent. Uh, I immediately introduce myself um, and offer my hand for like a normal handshake. Uh, uh, hi, I'm Gantaro. Uh, there was a big mess uh, over here. Somebody's looking for a really uh, bad copy of a movie. Like I, I describe what's happening in the worst way possible. <laughs> please, please actually do this for me because I need... Uh, so I hear there's a tape that's been... Um, made really bad here. Something about Hollywood, but we're trying to stop some bad people from using it, from taking, from using it to take people's hearts from them. We are here to try to get a bad Hollywood film. Yep. What Johnny Five said. Okay. She looks at you. She goes, I think, are you talking about the, the film Hollywood? That's not a bad film. I heard it had, uh, very good reviews back when it was first made in 1923. Um, it's a silent comedy film. Uh, it was recently restored after it was found. Um, that's what. What do you mean a bad? Thank you tape? for the input. I mean that some vile people did some things to it. I think that the word <laughs> vile gets her attention, and she goes, "What? What are you talking about?" I mean, some vile people. There was a mime, a girl with. Origami, uh... Is Carmen still with them? I think Carmen is with you, Mickey. Okay, I that's think fine. Carmen met back up with you. Right, that's cool. Just just, just curious, because I'm just like, would because Carmen would be standing there and being like, what are you doing? Shut up! She would immediately recognize Carmen, um, which would not necessarily be good. I would like to create a mastery link with, uh, Arjen. Agent Julia Arjen. Yeah, because she's ahead. smart. She's smart. Oh, she can provide you so much input. Yeah, she's she's a, she's a smarty pants. Um, uh, that is a plus one. Gotta remember. Oh, it's an eleven. Yeah, what's your link move? Uh, my link move is if someone else has a link, everyone gets that link. But I don't think everyone has the gotta same link. Gotta stop making links first. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's fine. Gotta wait. <laughs> okay. Um, but you do get this. Mastery link. Yay! Uh, I obviously am also I'm going to make a light link. Okay. So that's two plus four. It's nine plus four. Nice. That's yeah. Definitely happens. <laughs> yes. What's your um, link move? Uh, it's everyone heals one harm, right? Yeah. When you make a link with someone with whom one of your friends already has a link, everyone heals one harm. All these link moves are about, like, somebody else already has that link. Okay, so everybody heals one harm. Uh, your links are made. Did anybody else take harm? I don't think so, right? No, I'm the only person who's gotten harmed so far. Okay. You heal it. Yes. Um, okay, what are you two doing? Are you still just talking to Julia? or? They're besotted with Julia at this point. <laughs> I think these two people, these two people are probably the worst people for uh, 
uh operational security uh so like any information is like we are trying to keep it like under wraps what we're doing here but we're also not it's so i think johnny five is just gonna be like vile people yes uh they did some bad stuff and we're here to collect the film and then i'm just gonna say for our good friend carmen san diego Okay, because I think he reacts to Vile first because um, Acme is hunting Vile, and then he hears Carmen San Diego, and her face drops, and he looks suddenly very upset, and he goes, "You're friends with Carmen San Diego?" Yes, you know her. Are you her friend too? As Johnny Five is talking, I read what's happening immediately and turn around and like, like. Miming to go, no, stop, stop talking. Yeah, I but think only Mitch- one of the people in this group speaks mime, and it's not Johnny Five. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to stop me from talking about my good best friend, Carmen San Diego? Yes. <laughs> yeah, are you going to interfere? Oh, you know, I am going to interfere, but I'm not going to interfere with Johnny Five. I'm just going to do the pure, silly, stupid thing. Which is, um, as Johnny Five is talking about Carmen San Diego, I'll just decide to go. Yeah, Carmen San Diego. She's running right over there. <laughs> and I point, <laughs> I point out outside to the left of the corridor, um, hoping that she will like immediately decide to give chase. All right, is that interfere? Or is that convince somebody? <laughs> convince I think because she's not. Yeah, because she's not actively trying to do anything right now, so you couldn't interfere with her. But you could try to persuade her. Yeah, she her. just got sad all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, convince somebody, for sure. So that's heart, which is plus two. Um, eh, that's eight. Okay, eight is mixed, right? Uh, they'll do it, but they need some clear assurance or evidence first. So he looks around and he goes, where? Okay, let's... He goes, where is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> Yeah, where in the where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I want to go see her. I will go with you, Carmen. Carmen, I'm gonna go out the the door and start. You start rolling down the corridor looking <laughs> yeah. for Carmen. Yeah, I'd say that's 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 clear assurance. And I would agree. Yeah, she she she's definitely that way because he's going to look for her too. I, I would just say Johnny Five. Julia follows this totally average gondolier. <laughs> Julia or okay, so Johnny Five is actually believes that Carmen San Diego's down the hall. Uh, oh Johnny! So, <laughs> oh Johnny! He never thinks that people are lying to him, <laughs> especially not his good good friend Gintaro. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. mm-hmm. I wouldn't lie to you. And while they're gone, I'm just going into the projection room, and I take out uh, the uh, Mega Burger Meal food droid, just so I can cast some light into the room, so I start looking for the uh, Hollywood reel. Okay, um, I think... Let's see, let's play out Johnny Five and and Julia (laughs) real quick. As you roll down the hallway looking for Carmen Sandiego, uh, Julia Argent follows you. Um, I think he's maybe not entirely convinced Carmen is there, but he's, you're yelling for her, so she figures you'll find her. Carmen, 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 Carmen! Um, he walks over, he goes, How do you... You're a gondolier, right? I recognize the um, outfit. From Venice Beach! I'm very Italian! <laughs> <laughs> 
I can uh, tell that. How how do you know Carmen Sandiego? He's a famous thief. I helped her get off of Vile Island. What is Vile Island? It is where the vile people are from. I think he actually takes out a small notepad and starts <laughs> writing things down. You're giving her more information about vile than anyone has gotten for ages. <laughs> Input! <laughs> I just go, would you like to hear the story? Um, we may not have time for that. But, it all uh, started when I was struck by lightning, <laughs> and I came to life. You were struck by lightning? That's dangerous. That can kill someone. That did the opposite to me. Oh, dear. It brought me to life. She may be. Um, you're a very strange gondolier. <laughs> yes, I'm a very strange gondolier. Uh... Okay, um... Yes, I was I was not alive, but now I am. She's <laughs> <laughs> just listening to this and sort of writing notes down, but I think maybe she's questioning whether this is actually useful to Acme. Um, meanwhile, I think Mickey and Carmen, you two come over from uh, the opposite side from where, from where Julia went. You heard that whole conversation over your earpieces, so you came through the opposite side. Um, and also enter the projection room along with Gentaro, right? Uh, sure. Okay, what do you do? Uh, I'm wondering, uh, hmm, well, Gentaro's projecting uh, a light around the room, so I am going to go in and start checking the cans that are in the room uh, to look, uh, look at the labels and see if anything is marked, obviously, uh... I'm, I'm I'm looking through the different films to see what is dotted around in here, or to see if anything has been disturbed or set up recently to okay. locate the um, film. Is this going to be a deep uh, dive? Deep dive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, which you get plus one to, right? Sure, yes. I, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm actually going to say to player over the uh, earpiece, I'm going to be like, So, player, uh, we're looking for this Hollywood film. Do you know anything else about it? And that's just you don't actually have to answer that that's just how he's sort of getting guidance from him for that plus one um all right all right all right all right let's roll with heart so it's seven plus two plus one so that's a ten uh so what here hmm what here is not as it seems hmm let me see here is not as it seems. I have to think about this. Sorry, give me a second. That's all right. All right. I'll, 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 whilst you're thinking about that, I'll ask the second question, uh, which we can start with instead, which is what here could I use to get the attention of Vile? Okay. Um, hmm. Can I answer them both at once? Because I think that you see one of these, uh, film rolls which is in its uh container actually has a very small blinking green thing on it and it looks like a tracker that vile might use uh is there anything else identifying about the container does it look like um i open the container is there actually anything in there or is it uh yeah there's film in there um and yeah it is it is labeled as hollywood 1923 uh restoration um, so I've got the film with the tracker on it. Uh, hmm. I look at it and I'm just like, Hey, Gintaro, I think I found it. And then I'm like, hmm. I just give you a thumbs up and say, good job. 
Here's the thing, though. This film contains important historical information that someone has worked really, really hard on. And I don't want to destroy it. Ah. So I'm going to grab one of the other film reels and I'm going to switch out the film and I'm going to write on the label, not Hollywood. (laughs) And I'm going to put it back underneath a couple of other things. And so now I have the tracked Hollywood container with some arbitrary movie in it. Um, Okay. And so my final question is... Um, oh, wait a minute. Didn't I say, was my question, what here is not as it seems? Yeah. So what was not that it seems about the... Um, was... Well, I think that, like, the the film itself is not just a film, which I guess you already knew. I don't know. That's fine. I, I just wasn't, I just wanted to be sure that you weren't being like, that's not actually the Hollywood film. Oh, um, no, it is actually the Hollywood film. It's just not just the Hollywood film. It's also being tracked. That's that's totally fine. Um, that's good. Okay. Uh, in that case, <laughs> what is the best way out of here? What is the best way out of this situation? Hmm. And this is with Julia Argent outside. Well, I mean, she's outside and headed in the opposite direction, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, it may be a little boring, but like the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. Like, if if there like is, it, I guess is the question there is is it a clear run? Um. I think, okay, I, I head out of the room with the film and I turn to Carmen and I say, This is not Hollywood, but if you take it, Vile will follow you because they think it is. The real Hollywood's in there. It's in a really cleverly masked, <laughs> crev- cleverly disguised uh, container thing. Which says not Hollywood on it. Yeah, and he's like, I'm sure you'll be able to work out which one it is. Uh, And then, in fact, yeah, he's not going to, he's going to tell Carmen that, and then he's going to go, come on, Gintaro! And with the tracker device film, he's going to run out of the building. Um, uh, Run out into the courtyard. This is a very Carmen Sandiego way to uh, distract Vile, is definitely putting a tracker to something else and having them... So I yes. I immediately say, I like the way you think, Mickey, and I just dart out with you. Yeah. Uh, so you come out of the hallway, and you hear Johnny Five just go, so then Steve Go Gutenberg is trying to tell me jokes. <laughs> Are you leading Julia back to us? Uh, I'm still just talking to her about my life story. He's wandering down the hallway explaining all of this to her. He has a notebook filled with pages of notes and none of it makes any sense to her. Carmen takes the film and she has a whole plan to actually remove the bit that turns people mm-hmm. into heartless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think things are okay, although you, Mickey, may be pursued by Vile. I don't know what your plans are after this, so... Let's go ahead and do epilogues there. Okay, cool. So I, as Mickey, I think uh, my end credit cutscene is uh, (laughs) um, Mickey is standing on the top of the hill with the film canister 
in his hands over his head and it's storming and there's just flashing lightning as vile members are <laughs> climbing up the hill towards him and it's just mega dramatic and that's just the end of it <laughs> he's just like coming get me um but um yeah uh, like his original plan was like he was gonna try and trade the canister for mind bomb and take mind bomb with him literally away from the world you're um, gonna kidnap mind bomb no i'm gonna get vile to literally trade him for what they want which is Oof. the ability to turn people into heartless um but i think like that was his original thought and now and then it just switches and he's just in this dramatic moment of having distracted vile for as long as he could being at the top of this mountain being the most dramatic yes okay and then the, we see the gummy ship flying, uh, like s- s- slowly moving in low, coming in for a, a, a drive-by pickup. Um, yes. And then the the camera cuts to black. Okay. Um, Gentaro and Johnny Five. Do either of you want to do an epilogue scene? Johnny Five is sitting with Agent Argent in the movies, and they're having a really good time. And they're gonna they're gonna watch all the movies together because they're really good friends now. And he's revealed that she's a he's a robot and she's totally cool with it. <laughs> she is. She would be okay because it makes so much more sense than being a gondolier that's a zombie. Yeah, yeah. a zombolier, if you will. He real. She really like like the thing is the thing about uh, Julia Argent is that she's very sweet, kind, and it probably listened to all of Johnny Five's stuff because she's too polite not to interrupt him. Or she wrote down his entire life story. Yeah. She's gonna publish it, <laughs> and then and then he reveals that he's a robot to her, and she's cool with it. And then they go and they watch movies together, and they get a lot of input, and they talk about movies with each other, and it's very sweet and nice. If you're watching movies together, can I have the movie be the fixed um, Hollywood 1923 without the heartless bit in it? Of course. <laughs> okay, and Gentaro, what are you doing? I am briefly in that moment when they're watching Hollywood. Um, that's the only movie I watch with them, but I spend as, as much time as possible hanging out with them. And I think at some point I, uh, slip out, like, just like to, uh, get a breather. And, uh, on a nearby wall in the, like, lobby walkway. I see one single paper shuriken sticking out of the wall. And I take it out, and I crumple it up and sigh. You have a complicated relationship with Paper Star. (laughs) Yes. I want want to to be friends with everyone. I want to change her life and be her friend. But she goes (laughs) stabby-stabbing everything. Yes. Okay. I Um, love how... Our entire party just has like these extremely complicated relationships with people that just don't have any interest in being good. (laughs) In a hospital room in France, uh, Detective Chase Deveneau is sitting in the hospital bed in a hospital gown, um, and he's watching television and he sees something red on television and he goes, Le Femme Rouge, that is, I, where was. Um, and he seems very confused. And, and then he turns to the doctor and he says, I, I know her. Um, and the doctor is standing there and he goes, I see. 
And he writes something down on a clipboard, and then he turns to a shadow in the corner. And he says, you can see, of course, why we can't have this detective remembering anything. And a hooded figure steps out from the shadow and says to um, Professor, what's his name? Professor Maelstrom. He speaks to Professor Maelstrom and says, of course, for a business partner like Vile, this will be no problem. And we can always use more hearts to experiment on. I don't expect someone with a will like his will be waking up. And we fade to black. You've been listening to Voices at Play, building a table for everyone. Join us next week for a completely different group of players and a completely new story. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work. So if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.